Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, guys. Welcome to the post-game show. Uh, Spags, man. <sighs> they were close. I mean, I, I had zero expectations going in. And overall, they exceeded my expectations for getting so close. But so many negatives in this game. And then just what a, what a crap way to go out. Yeah, you, you should take over the uh, for Tony Maz tomorrow because you, you were Mr. Negative today. <laughs> and I, I'm just busting you. I'm just busting you a little bit. But um, I was definitely a little more positive. But I, I'm just – that's just like the year it's been, man. You, you get so close and you – I mean, I think they executed perfectly today. Uh, you know, some questionable play calls. But, look, you had, the, you had them right where you wanted them and, and you turned the ball over there. Um it's just that that's just the way it's been it's been uh that's a frustrating way to lose man it's you know <laughs> and it's crazy too because the season's on the line right you're 10 yards away and the patriots have now lost two games where they have had a team on the ropes from inside the 10 yard line yep and that's i mean that's really it man like they they had a chance to win it and look you're already in field goal range so you're already you're already in range to tie the game now obviously bad conditions and everything but close you know you got to assume Folks going to hit that field goal. So at the very least, you're forcing overtime. Uh, and it's just an inexcusable mistake from Cam Newton. And look, he was great in the second half. And so, you know, you, you kind of look at, well, great maybe a little bit over-exaggeration. But he was good in the second half. So, like, today is not on Cam Newton. I know he fumbled, and, of course, that's bad and it's inexcusable. But, like, they didn't lose the game because of Cam Newton. He kept them in. He played pretty well for the most part. Uh, the defense, again, they just they can't tackle. They can't get off the field. It's just, it, you know, it looked really bad at times. But the Bills only scored 24 points. Like, they really didn't score that many points. And so, like, yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe that's more on the Bills' offense than it is on the Patriots' defense. But they came in, they made some plays, and they made – and they stopped, you know, they, didn't, they couldn't stop running all game. But at times they did. And when the Bills tried to throw it early in downs and didn't complete it, and now you're looking at a second and long and a third and long, that's when they really, um, that's when they really kind of, uh, you know, made a push against the Bills and stopped them. But man, that you know that run defense was just brutal today. It was. I mean, they got toward, I mean, it, and that's definitely been a hole of their defense. I thought the secondary did well considering the circumstances. Right, we we did figure it wouldn't be too heavy of a passing attack, right, from Josh Allen, but a yeah. big play from J.C. Jackson, um, you know, undercut that route, made a big-time play at the, at the right time. Uh, for me, and, and I know you have a chance at the end of the game there, right? You have a chance, and you could have won, so it's hard not to point the finger at that. But for me, really, man, it, it goes back to that onside kick. I, I don't know what they were so thinking So stupid. There. You know, it was a 14-14 game. Your defense had been playing well up to that point. You just had a big score, 
a big two-point conversion to put yourself right back in it. Kick it deep. Try to get a quick three and out. Put him on there. Here's a little bit. Get the ball and get rolling again. Right. I, I don't understand that. Instead, you give up seven, quick seven right there. Granted, like I said, you get back in the game. You have a nice drive following that touchdown to tie up the game. But, I mean, right there, it's like I said, it's hard not to point at that final play. Um, but I think they did a good job getting down there. Damian Harris was was unbelievable. I had written before the game it was going to be a type of breakout game for him. I yep. think the, you right know, about considering that. the circumstances, the, the the Bills have been awful against the run. That that's certainly their weakness, and the Patriots exposed them on the ground. Um, but he he ran hard. He's great after contact. Can run through the tackles. Uh, great vision. I thought he was the Patriots' best player on Sunday. Um, and and like I said, I it's hard not to get on Cam for that final play that that just cannot happen. But I thought he played, he played pretty well considering, you know, the amount of negativity he's gotten the last few weeks, uh, made some big time throws on time, some big time third downs, made some plays with his legs, but that just yep. can't happen. That just yeah. can't happen. I said it, that's just been the type of year for Cam for the Patriots in, in 2020. It, it was a kick in the balls. It was. Yep. Sure was. And especially when you get a chance, you know, you feel like you're going to win the game. Courtney asked in the chat, like, you know, what do you think the reason for all the losses are? And and it's hard to point at one specific thing. I mean, it's been everything. It's been obviously the injuries have hurt. But, you know, not having – I think really their biggest weakness right now is linebacker. Uh, you know, listen, I love Juwan Bentley. The guy I went through a ton as a kid. Uh, really, you know, I think a leader in the clubhouse was a three-year captain at Purdue. Like – a great guy, but man, does he suck as a linebacker. He just can't play. He just can't. And, and so, you know, with him there at linebacker and then the other linebacker they had in the field was Adrian Phillips and he's undersized and getting pushed around by, you know, by offensive linemen. And it was like, but with the, the two of those guys at linebacker, they just couldn't stop the run. And that's been the MO with them now for weeks at this point. And again, you know, the Bills have the most success just running the ball, just run the damn football. It doesn't matter. You know, like if I'm the Jets next week, and Jesus Christ, the Jets are still running the ball with Frank Gore, for God's sakes. But, like, if I'm the Jets, don't even let Donald throw. Just run it on every single play because the Patriots haven't been able to stop the, stop the ball. They haven't been able to set the edge, which I still don't understand why Chase Winovich isn't in the game. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's driving me insane. He's their best. He is one of their best front seven players, and he's not on the field, and I just don't get it. Um, and so that's that's a huge frustration for me. But that onside kick, man, that might come back like the 2011 fourth and two game. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the 2009 fourth and two game. That might come back. You might go back and look at a play like that because what are you doing? You know, like you said, 14-14, you just drove down to score a touchdown. You had stopped them on offense, on, you know, when they were on offense. Kick it down there again and see what happens, you know. And then you attempt an onside kick and they get the ball, you know, on your side of the field. And now they drive right down and score and score a touchdown. And it's just like, what the hell are we doing there? Stop overthinking and just play football. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's uh, like I said, I thought they executed pretty well. I thought it's, you know, first half was, was certainly a lot of what we've seen. They couldn't move the ball through the air, uh, but I thought the defense made some timely, timely plays. Like I said, the Jackson interception um, yep. really didn't give the bills much, right? You're, you're down a point at half. I think you take that. And, and for me, at least you're going into the half there. Like we got them right where we want them. It's a one possession right. game, right? Then they, they give up a, a quick score right there. That was obviously tough, but I thought they battled back. Um, they, they just, they look cooked this team. It's just, 
like I said, you've lost two games now inside the 10 yard line with a chance to win in the final minute. Like right. if that's just, that's just, it's hard to come back from, right? I mean, and granted the Seattle game was week two and things were certainly looking up there considering how they played. Um, but man, that's, uh, that's hard, well, man. And he was a, Dolphins are rolling right now. They're oh, just yeah. Four three. You're, you're, yep. this is, that's it, man. They won't play a meaningful football game, I think, till week one next year, unfortunately. I mean, that's the way it looks for sure. Um, you know, the only, at, at this point, right, the only thing they're going to be able to do is maybe play spoilers at some point, you know, if uh, you get Miami later on in the year and they're fighting for a playoff spot, maybe you try to knock them out of the playoffs or you get the Bills later on in the year and they're trying to, you know, maybe they won't be competing for a number one seed, but they're trying to get, you know, that two or three seed um, and maybe you can knock them down to the four, you know, whatever the case may be. But they're not fighting for a playoff spot at this point. But I will say, the one thing that I will say about this team is that there was no quit, right? And, and not that we were expecting to see that either, but, like, I was just impressed by the way that they continued to fight. They looked so bad at the beginning of the game. They looked awful at the beginning of the game. And I just thought, okay, that's it. They don't have it today. Like, they're done. And they just kept fighting. Offensively, defensively, they just wouldn't quit. And that at least was a sign for me where I said, okay, at least we have that. Like at least they, they didn't just quit and they pushed through it. And I just thought that, you know, in a game where there weren't a lot of positives, and it, there are, like I, I think Jacoby Myers played well, Harris played well, Uche was on the field playing pretty well. Like there are some, some minor positives here and there, but like in a game where you lose again in a heartbreaking fashion – at least you got that from your team when you look at it and say, okay, like they didn't just quit on the season. They're not done, right? They're going to fight. And, and I like to see that, which is great. Now trade everybody. <laughs> like, that's it. See ya. Get rid of everyone. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's it. That's it. Um, like I said, deadline's Tuesday, right? Uh, we didn't see Gilmore. I don't think that was anything major. Maybe a holdout. They're trying to work through. The details and maybe they were kind of seeing, right, like how this game would go would, would certainly define how they view the deadline. I think we talked about that on our show Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, J.C. Jackson came back. That was a cramp. Uh, you obviously get God. very – I got very scared when he started grabbing the calf, non, non-contact. The first thing you think of is Achilles right there. Right. Uh, but thankfully, he's back. <laughs> he's four interceptions this year. He leads the league. Tied for leads the league. league. Sorry. Yep. Um, so, you, I mean, you got a, you got a number one corner. Uh, in the making there, and now, uh, I mean, what are you? You two and five. You're, you're no at this point. Back, you're two games back of Miami at this point. Yeah, right? and you uh, got to move. You got to move some people. You have to. And, and I think, I think from the from a Patriots perspective, and that you know, this just comes back to Bill. Like, doesn't like to lose a trade, right? He wants to win a trade. So if you're trading a guy like Gilmore, who is an elite player, he wants to get back a good amount for him as much as he feels like he should. But it's a little bit different this year in, in the fact that, you know, you're not, you're not making a playoff push. You're not trying to get into the championship. You're just trying to build for the future. So to me, I look at that and I say, okay, listen, if you're willing to give me a first-round pick, I'll move Stephon Gilmore. I'm not moving Gilmore for a second. I'm not moving him for even a second and a fourth. I'm not doing that. Because it's not worth it. I don't think at least. And I think you can get more. Again, we talked about this on our show. Like you get you should be able to get a first round pick from a contender, a legitimate contender that can make a push for the Super Bowl. 
because, yeah, you'd give up a first-round pick, but you're getting Gilmore for two playoff runs. I mean, that's a no-brainer. He's one of the best corners in the NFL, and he's a lockdown, shutdown corner. And then you can decide what you want to do with him afterwards. You want to give him a contract? Great, give him a contract. But that doesn't matter. You get two years out of him. To me, he's going to get a lot. I think in the offseason, if the Patriots try to move him, he's, you know, he's at the end of his, the end of his contract. He's going to be 31 when his, or 32, I'm sorry, when his contract runs out, going into his 32 uh, year. And so I don't think he's at a – he's not like a guy like Ramsey where you trade for him and then sign him to a big extension. Like that's not going to happen with him. So to me, he has the most value now. But with that being said, of course, Patriots aren't going to say that. You know, the Patriots are always quiet about this stuff, and then, and then all of a sudden it happens, you know. And so we'll see, but I'm hoping that he gets moved. And honestly, if you can get something from Cam, for Cam Newton, and, and I, I think if I'm Dallas, I want, I'm making a move for a quarterback. And the two guys I'm looking at are A, Tyrod Taylor. That's my first choice is Tyrod Taylor from L.A. Or B, Cam Newton from the Patriots. Because to get Cam, it's going to cost you like a sixth-round pick. I mean, Patriots, they're not going to ask for anything. Patriots asked like a six round pick for Cam Newton, and it's worth it for the Patriots. I wonder. I wonder how they view this. Um, how they view this, you know, quarterback situation now. Like I said, I thought. You know, we kind of talked if if they had lost, and, and depending on how Cam had played, I thought he played well. Right? Yep. But now you view it, season's out of reach. Um, Correct. Is it time to start thinking about next year in terms of what you have at that position? Because let's face it, I don't think Cam Newton's going to be here next year. I don't. Right. I don't think this experiment is is over with. Um, it doesn't make much sense to, they can't move the ball through the year. And I know Correct. the personnel around him is tough. They went up against a team that was in the bottom third of the league against a run averaging 4.6 yards per carry. You knew Cam was going to be able to do some stuff with his legs. And like I said, he did make some nice throws on big yeah. time. One to bird, a couple of the Myers. Um, but like I said, at this time, is it, is it really worth just running him out there now and, and trying to, you know, keep playing for this year when you can look at that position and a guy like Stidham and see see how they might address the draft, right? And, well, and that's, he could yeah. play into a top 10 pick. I can't expect him to be much better. Well, and that's the thing, right, is that I don't think, that, you know, the argument for trading Cam is not Stidham's going to be better and their offense stinks right now because of Cam Newton. That's not the argument. You know, I thought he played well, like you said today. But at this point, if you can get an asset for a guy that's not going to be here next year, then you do it because the season, you know, again, the season's not over, right? But like for all intents and purposes, you're not getting to the, you're not going to win the division. You're probably not going to make the playoffs starting two and five. So like now is the time to try to rebuild and see what happens. And again, I still think, I still think Jimmy G is going to be a starting quarterback next year. That's what I still think. But nevertheless, I just feel like if you can move Cam, you move him because Again, not because he's not because Stidham is better or they're gonna, you know, all of a sudden be a winning team with Stidham, but because here's a guy who's not gonna be in your team next year. And I think, look, for for all the struggles that Cam has had and everything else, we talk about it and go around in circles and everything else, but like the fact is is that he doesn't have the super quick reaction, three step throwing. That's not him. He doesn't have it. And so like at a certain point you look around and you just say, Okay, well if he doesn't have that that's what we like to do. That's what we like to run. And so if he, if he can't do that, what are we doing? You know, like we're not going to be able to move the offense forward with Cam Newton here because that's the offense we like to run and he can't run that. And so he, of course, brings other things and, and different things and everything else. But, but if he doesn't have that part of it, then, 
then what, you know, what are we doing? And I just feel like you move on from him, see if he can get something. You see if Stidham has anything. And if he doesn't, then you say, okay, we got to go into the offseason with, with a player. Now, whether, whether that's Jimmy G, whether that's a quarterback in the draft, whether we sign someone, whether we trade for someone, who knows. But now we know what we have moving forward and we go from there. Yeah, I think that's an – maybe Jerry Jones picks up the phone um, today because they are a quarterback away. I mean, you saw – I know they weren't necessarily great with, with Dak Prescott, their record, but I mean, you saw while they moved the ball, they were just getting torched um, on defense, right? I mean, right. not a certain Ben DiNucci. Andy Dalton certainly isn't it. Um, if you lose tonight, does, does – and, and when I heard this kind of being floated out there a few weeks ago, I was like, come on, like – I really can't see it, but now after that and, and kind of maybe how they, they their outlook is on the rest of the season, it's certainly yeah. not crazy to think about. It's certainly well, that's not. it. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's really like the I... only team for me that makes sense because they're on the cusp. They can still compete for the division as bad as they are. Um, Correct. That, that's probably the only team that would be willing to even, you know, give them a ring on it. Right. Well, and that's the thing is Cam, you know, I mean, everyone could have had him for basically the league, the league minimum and they didn't, right? And so it's like, well, what's the appeal for him now? And it's like, well, for a team that's, that has no quarterback left, that actually has a chance, you know, like Washington's, you know, Washington stinks, right? But they stink, right? They don't have a quarterback. They're playing with Kyle Allen, but they're no good. So they don't need a quarterback. But Dallas, like you said, like that division's still wide open. So you can win that division with, you know, going seven and nine, and Cam might be able to get you to seven and nine. And so if that's the case, then you have no choice. You have to, you know, you have to make a call. And again, I just feel like it makes sense for them to make a deal. Again, my first call would be the Chargers because I think, I think Tyrod Taylor provides more of an upside than Cam does. But I'd be willing to give up a fifth, certainly a sixth-round pick, maybe even a fifth-round pick for Cam Newton. And from Patriots' perspective, why the heck not? <laughs> you know, like, why the heck not? You, so what? Even if you lose, you know, even if Stidham's terrible – and you can't get through the rest of the season, or you have to go to Hoyer or whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. Because at this point, it doesn't make a difference anyways. No, you're right. You're spot on. And I think um, just to you know, kind of reiterate today, which is, was tough. <laughs> was yeah. a tough way to kind of end your season on a play like that, especially you know, even the Denver game, right? You're, you, were, you had a possession there. You had a chance to win that game in the final minutes, and they just, they just failed to kind of – get that extra play to kind of push him over. They're, they're realistically like six plays away from me and five and two right now, which is so – it's 2020. Yeah. Just I'll blame it on No, it's year. true, man. It's true. It's true because, you know, they they are just – they are. They're not that far away, and it's frustrating. And this week, look, of all the, of all the negatives this week, and I was, I was very negative on Twitter today, but, like, <laughs> defense – man, the defense was just so – it's so hard watching – a team play like that where they just can't stop anyone. They can't get anything done. And then, you know, you have McDaniels, like McDaniels calling, calling a, uh, you know, calling a, a, a what, a, a draw play on like third and 12. And you just, sometimes you just watch this stuff and you're like, what are we doing here? Like what the hell is going on? You know? And that's, that's some of those issues for me where I just felt like some of the coaching things, some of the defense, especially offense was bad. But the defense especially just felt like all they had to do was make a few plays, and they just they just couldn't do it. And it was just so frustrating to watch. And, and again, all these guys are right. I mean, look, Hightower's out. Chung is out. You know, all these guys are not there 
So, of course, stopping the run makes it, it makes it a lot more difficult to stop the run. Lawrence Guy got hurt today. So, like, there are guys that are out, and that makes it more challenging for you. But you've got to put up more of a fight defensively than they did today. And I thought at times they played okay. But, like, not being – I mean, giving up 200 yards rushing when, when they really couldn't throw the ball, it was just like, come on. It, it just – so damn frustrating, you know? Yeah, yep. It is. It is very frustrating. But, like I said, just the year it's been. Yeah. But anyways, listen, I mean, the way it goes, and, and, and of course, like, we're moving on, and hopefully, you know, the trade deadline is going to be a big thing and everything. But but for me, when I look at it, I just say, okay, like, at least they're going to fight, and they're gonna, we're going to at least be able to watch a team that's not just going to quit every week. And for me, no, at least, they'll, they'll, they'll that's compete. something. They'll go out you and know? compete and play hard. You, you can right. expect that till week 17. There's no right. doubt. There's no yep. doubt. And that's and listen, people get on Bill, and you can get on Bill if you want and everything else. But the fact is, is that remember '09, remember how bad they were in 2009, and they had a lot of talent that year too. Remember how bad they were in 2009, and they came back and they won the Super Bowl two years later. So like, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but let's cut him some slack. He's not a terrible GM. He's not a terrible coach. He hasn't lost it yet. Like, let's just relax. Okay, I and I think that that's, that's something that Patriots fans need to get on board with to say, hey, like, wait a second. You know, we're not dead yet, and don't, don't you know, don't crush Belichick yet because we're not done. So, anyways, that's all we got for the postgame show. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember to download the Locker Room app. Locker Room app is now on the, on the uh, Apple, the App Store on, uh, on iTunes. So make sure you get on, download it, and you can join in the conversation with us. Thanks for listening on here, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical.